Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 106 of my little wrestling show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of these companies' storylines, wrestling. We'll be talking about all of that. And at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week going to my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs that week. And when there's a big major pay-per-view such as the Royal Rumble this weekend, there will be a separate episode for the pay-per-view. So before we get into the recap, let's do a little bit of predictions. It's been a while since I've been able to uh, lay down some predictions. So let's go through the Royal Rumble 2024 card as of Friday. Uh, Anyway, we got the United States Championship match. Logan Paul, the champion, going up against Kevin Owens. I'm just going to pick Kevin Owens. That's what I want. I'm not even going to think about any of the outside people all saying Logan's going to win. I I hope for Kevin Owens' sake he is going to win. Or there's probably going to be a lot of shenanigans for Logan Paul to get the victory here. But I want Kevin to win. And it's always good to have a Canadian guy as the United States champion. It was pretty good. I remember Kevin uh, with the United States championship last time. It was uh, it was a pretty good time. Maybe we get to have that again. I'm going Kevin. Women's Royal Rumble match. Tough call, tough call, uh, considering I have no idea necessarily who's going to be in it. We know Bianca is going to be in there. I think all the women are in there because there's no other women's match, at least on this card. There's only four matches. So, oh man, I don't know if they would maybe go with someone new. I doubt they would want to do something like a Kalani Jordan. Maybe a Tiffany Stratton would be interesting. There's, I'm hoping they're going to have a, a good amount of NXT flavor. Uh, you would imagine so, because 30 women, you know, that that's a lot. That's a lot of people, and... You know, I don't know, between all three, yeah, they should be able to get it done, obviously, and with a little bit of help from some outside sources. You know, Trish Stratus hasn't been around for a while. I kind of just realized she hasn't been here for a long time, so I can't remember if she was hurt or not. Lita, someone like that would be nice to see, but, hmm, in terms of actually winning it, I mean, that's a tough call. Maybe, shit, I don't know. Bailey would be a lot of fun because there's a good potential. I'm going to pick Bailey just because, well, A, she's kind of the only name that's coming to my head right now, but she's also, that would be a lot of fun. The potential, uh, if she has the money in the bank while uh, EO is the champion, there could be a really fun dynamic where it's like, will she cash in on EO and you know help out that big baby face turn that it looks like they're eyeing up for Bailey to go for. So I'll pick Bailey cuz that would be a lot of fun. I don't think she's won a rumble and she is definitely deserving of it. She has been uh one of the MVPs if not the MVP of the women's division. She's been very consistent since she's came back. She's been an awesome heel, so I'm going to rock Bailey. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship Fatal 4-Way Match Roman Reigns defending against Randy Orton. AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Yeah. Sadly, oh man, you know, like, more than anything, I want LA Knight to get this championship. That would be awesome. Randy Orton, you know, also, uh, he's high up there for me wanting him to win it. He was gone for 18 months. His return's been pretty damn nice so far. I mean, he's not going crazy, but the fans are so happy to see him back. Excuse me. And he looks 
like happier than ever to be back in the ring. So it'd be a nice story to see Randy Orton win. The last guy I want to see win is, is Roman Reigns, but I feel like he's going to be coming out of this one with the championship. Seems like they have some bigger plans, uh, maybe with some bigger names like CM Punk or maybe The Rock <clears throat> to have that match with Roman at WrestleMania. So I think Roman is going to defend and retain the, the championship here. Disappointingly so, but yeah. And no offense to AJ Styles. It's just like... I feel like he's just kind of in there right now, but he's, like, all reliable. Like, he's he's awesome, and, I mean, it'd be cool if he won the championship. I just think it would be the least effective, so go Roman defends and retains. And then the Men's Royal Rumble match feels like it's kind of down to CM Punk or Cody Rhodes. You know, Cody won it last year, uh, so would, would they be willing to give it to him back-to-back years? I mean... Hasn't happened in a long time. I think Stone Cold's the only one that's ever done that. So I don't know if they do the Cody back-to-back. And then you got CM Punk. Like, I mean, shit. Like, feels like they're, they want to do something with CM Punk. Could The Rock show up in the Rumble and just, just win it? And then you got that, bam. You got the WrestleMania-Roman-Rock match set up right there. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to go with, like, I don't want to pick CM Punk because that's not what I want. And I don't even really want Cody to win it necessarily because he's already won it. But it feels like they're going to be going between one of them. So if I had to pick, it's probably going to be CM Punk. I mean, they probably had to offer him up some pretty nice stuff for him to come back to WWE. And I know uh, the thing with CM Punk and WWE is he's always wanted to main event WrestleMania. So that's probably something they worked out. So I'll pick CM Punk to win the Men's Royal Rumble. But let me know your predictions for the Rumble. Is there going to be a crazy return? Are we going to see some uh, interesting names? If I could throw out some names, I would like to see Matt Cardona uh, at least appear. That would be sick. Okada, that would be insane. Like some of the guys that are on the fringe, like contracts ending and stuff like that. Maybe a Will Ospreay. Like I'm shooting for the stars here. Like those are... Uh, those would be absolutely like the pinnacle insane names right there, but I'll throw out those names just in case. Uh, the Rumble's one of my favorite pay-per-views. Um, but, I mean, it's up there. It all depends, but I love uh, predicting each Rumble entrant with my wife. It's a ton of fun. We've been watching a ton of older Rumbles uh, to get prepped up. We're all amped up for the Rumble, and I got a good one last night. We pretty much get every one of them wrong. It's really tough, but I got I nailed Dean Ambrose the other night in like the 2015 Rumble, and that was a lot of fun. So can't wait for the Rumble. Let me know what your predictions are, and let's get into the recap. We got Monday Night Raw. They are in New Orleans, and we are starting with Seth Rollins. Cuts a promo, has his knee in a brace and a sad look upon his face that i did i did not mean to rhyme that much uh this early into this recap okay let's move on move on rollins announces he has an injury that'll keep him out three to four months but rollins plans on keeping his promise of defending the championship at wrestlemania out comes gunther makes his way to the ring tells seth he respects his fight but gunther will win the rumble and beat rollins at wrestlemania and here comes xavier and kofi they attack imperium from the crowd out of nowhere so they're gonna move on to a match but interesting there with seth rollins now it seems like that's a legitimate injury and he i I feel a very a lot of realness in his words here because i feel like yeah he's legitimately hurt and he's probably gonna 
minimize his workload as best as he can and try and grind his way to WrestleMania and we'll see what happens. I mean, if he if he's going to grind it to WrestleMania, I mean, it's almost a guarantee that he's going to have to lose it unless they can somehow repair an injured knee while he's working. It's going to be tough, but um, if anyone can do it, it's going to be Seth freaking Rollins. Now we move to that match. It is the New Day versus Imperium, Kaiser and Vinci. We got Kofi, hot tag, nails a couple dives on Imperium. Fighting on the outside for too long, and both teams are counted out. But the brawling continues on the outside and into the crowd. Both teams fall off of some equipment crepes through crepes, crates, through some tables. God damn. Kofi and Xavier really dislike Imperium. They were fired up out there. Match was all right, but the brawl outside was much better. Uh, Looking for maybe we move in. They're going to have to do something like uh, false count anywhere, street fight, something like that. And the way that New Day have been acting lately, they're super aggressive. It could be a ton of fun. So yeah, thumbs up for that. We move on. Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest are having a fairly heated argument. Priest with some good jabs at Rhea, and then he leaves. Finn Balor just back there just giggling like a little girl. Like, he's just loving mom and dad fighting again. Moving on, we have Ivy Nile with Dupree versus Valhalla. I was just saying that we rarely have seen Valhalla in the ring, and here she is. Let's see how she does. Ivy with a top rope bulldog to put Valhalla away for the victory. Eh, Not the best match right here. Honestly, Valhalla, clunky performance. Also, looked like she hit her face on Ivy's like leg or thigh on that bulldog. It's a risky move. I mean, I've seen a lot of rough injuries doing that top rope bulldog. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how uh, if we'll ever see Valhalla back in the ring. Regardless, it wasn't that good anyway. So don't know if we're missing much. And she wrestles with no boots on. She, she wrestles barefooted. Weird. Moving on. We got Nia Jax. It's her turn to cut a promo. She says she squashed everybody on the roster. Becky Lynch interrupts, starts trash talking. Nia claims she will win the Rumble. Bailey comes out, tells a young fan to shut up. That was hilarious. Just a young little fan, just shut up. I love Bailey for that. She's very interactive with the crowd, and that was awesome. You can see the look on the on the young girl's face. That sh- that is something she's always going to remember in a good way. She didn't look traumatized or anything. She was happy. Claims, anyway, claims she will win the Rumble is Bailey. Brawl breaks out between the three women. All right, so we're getting some hype up here for the Rumble. Nia Jax, you know, yeah, she's a contender to win the Rumble, but the big people, the big women, the big men in these Rumble matches always get ganged up on. Nia will have a good performance, probably eliminate a handful, but that's probably the extent of that. guess it depends where she comes in. She'll, uh, who knows? She could be early, she could be late. And we move on. It is The Miz versus Dom Dom with Judgment Day. Judgment Day interfering with The Miz. Dom hits a 619. The Frog Splash pins and wins. Fine match right here. Shenanigans playing a big part in this match, though. Miz getting beaten up by Judgment Day. Here comes DIY. They run out for the save. And we move on to a backstage uh, interview with Damian Priest. He is calling out Drew McIntyre with a little R-Truth cameo right there. He's like, yo, Doc, I got the money. But uh, Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest, yeah, they can have some... They can have a good match, but I don't know. I'll, like, I don't know how I'm feeling about Damian Priest. His matches are meh. Like he he was pretty good in NXT, but I don't know. He's only had a handful of like really good, great matches. So, but I don't know. It's Drew McIntyre. He's he's unreal. So we'll see where that goes. 
We got Bronson Reed. He calls out Jay Uso in a backstage segment. And then we move on to Chad Gable versus Ivar for I feel like the thousandth time, but I'm not sick of it yet. We got Ivar. He splashes off the apron, squishing Gable, and then he pins him between the apron, squishing him again. Chad with the middle rope German suplex goes for the moonsault, but Valhalla appears and screams in Chad's face. Ivar throws Chad off of the top, scary-looking landing there for Gable. Ivar nails the doom salt, grabs the W. The two hidden gems of WWE putting on a show right here, both taking big bumps. Wicked near falls. They're not worried about hurting themselves before the Rumble, clearly. 7.5 out of 10, though. I appreciate that. Really good match. We got Cody Rhodes. He is in the ring, ready to cut a promo, but he is cut off by... CM Punk. Cody asks Punk, what do you want to talk about? Punk tells a story about his dad, Dusty Rhodes. Not Punk's dad, uh, Cody's dad. Anyway, claims he is more the American dream than Cody is. Cody responds with his own story, claims he is more CM Punk than CM Punk is. They have an intense stare-off. Both men uh, clearly not liking what they had to say about each other. And yeah, this was a pretty good engagement right here. Uh, Really wild. So many years later, these two are in this position in the WWE. Like, Punk's always been in a good position. But Cody Rhodes, like, like I said, I was watching some of the older Rumbles. And to see, I saw a couple variations of Cody Rhodes. I saw the Stardust. And he fought Gildist. And that was weird. I saw Cody with brown hair again. I was like, oh yeah, he had the brown hair and a mustache. It was weird. But uh, Cody was definitely not in a in a prominent position back then. He was a young up-and-comer, but never really got anywhere in the WWE until his triumphant return. But anyway, that's really cool. But great promo here from both men. I'm excited to see these two clash in the Rumble and which one of these two. They're the heavy favorites going in. Feels like it's one of these two are going to win it. Cody won it last year, so I would favor Punk, but either two could win. You know, Drew McIntyre would be fucking sick, but... I don't know if he's gauging with the crowd uh, that great right now, even though I think he is awesome uh, right now on the roster. Anyway, good good segment right here. Thumbs up. We got Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae in tag team action against Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stocks. Indy assisting Candice walking the ropes into a hurricanrana onto the floor. That was a cool little move right there. Temporarily just lost my mind right there. It's okay, but um, what I was trying to say is that that was a cool move that uh, Candice and Indy pulled off right there. Neat stuff. Candice is locked in the Carafuda clutch. Zoe grabs LeRae, nails the Z360. Zoe and Shayna earning a tag team title shot against the champions. Short match, not bad, not good. Damage control attack the tag team champions, and then they leave. And now we go to the main event. It is Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre. And I just spent a a, a little rant there talking about how they could have a good match. Well, let's find out if they can have a good match against each other. Priest, Falcon, Arrows, Drew onto the announce table. How you doing? Damian springboard dive onto Drew. That was interesting. It was like a front flip dive. I haven't seen Damian do that in a minute. And here comes our truth He shows up to assist Damian. Drew clocks truth Priest hits south of heaven, but the referee misses the pinfall. He was dealing with R-Truth. 
Priest is pissed off, throws R-Truth out of the ring. McIntyre nails Priest with a Claymore. Pins and wins. Solid back and forth main event. There you go. So you're going to have a solid match, but it wasn't good. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen Damian Priest take flight like that in a hot minute. And Drew was Drew. He was he was he was fantastic. And that's the end of the show. A solid go home raw. Pretty solid wrestling all overall. Ivar and Gable is worth checking out. That they they went over the top for a go home raw. As long as you haven't seen them fight before, because I feel like they've gone at each other a bunch of times now. But you know, it, it's it's still good. It's still good. Punk and Road segment was pretty damn good. It makes me excited to see. What the heck is going to go down at the Rumble? And that's what you want to do with a go-home show. So 6 out of 10 for Monday Night Raw. Now we go to NXT and they're kicking it off with a Dusty Cup tournament match. We are in the second round now. It is Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Axiom and Nathan Frazier. Frazier and Axiom getting in a quick attack before the bell. Corbin power bombs Axiom hard onto the announce table. Like, really hard. Braun nails a backplex into a cutter. That was just really well done. Really cool move. Thumbs up. Corbin throws Axiom to Braun, who power slams Axiom midair. How you doing? Braun breaks Nathan in half with a spear, pins, and breaker. And Corbin going to the finals, baby. That was a certified banger right there. Opening match. Great showcase for Frazier and Axiom. Just ridiculous selling. Wicked high-flying. And Braun and Baron, damn. They hit another gear tonight. Uh, Fast, hard-hitting offense. Fast-paced, back-and-forth match. This is what I'm looking for out of these tournament matches. Fuck yeah. Eight out of ten. We got Josh Briggs. He meets NXT champion Ilya Druganov backstage looking for a shot at the champion. Things get a little intense, as always. Trick shows up, though, to calm things down, and Trick accepts a match against Briggs for later. We got William Regal. He has returned to NXT to assist the youngest GM ever in Ava Rain. Thank goodness. Uh, honestly, she's gotten a little bit better. And when I say a little bit, we're talking like 2.3% or something like that. Great to see William Regal back. And uh, yeah, that's great stuff. We move on. It is Ren Sinclair versus Lash Legend with the metaphor. Lash slams Sinclair into a new dimension, picking up the W and getting revenge for the Battle Royale last week because Sinclair eliminated Lash. Probably the biggest upset of that one. I was upset about it. A decent quick match right here. Lash and Jackson beat down Sinclair. We got Fallon Henley. She runs down for the save. Probably going to have a tag team match at some point next week, player. We got Dijak. He is attacked viciously by Joe Gacy. What? Joe laying in share shots. Dijak fights back, hits the discus boot, blasting Gacy through a real fake wall. Gacy emerges, though, from the wreckage with that crazy look in his eyes. Dijak smashes Gacy through the announce table. Gacy again gets up. The brawling continues until they are finally separated. Whoa, uh, that was probably gonna, that was a lot better than the singles match they were gonna have more than likely. That was an awesome little brawl right there. Thumbs up for that. Uh, Gacy showing a even crazier side. Uh, Street fight right now. Die Jack versus Gacy. Let's do this. And yeah, it's gonna be a great match. I, I would imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, it is Von Wagner. We got a training segment with Mr. Stone and two kids. I have no idea who they are. Uh, literal children, not, not like, you know, kids, like children. 
Vaughn getting ready for his Heritage Cup match with some football drills. It was a solid segment. semi-funny. Now we move on to a match. Lexus King going up against Trey, Trey Bearhill. King hits the super kick, spinning neck breaker, takes out Bearhill for the W. Another fine, quick little match here. Bearhill fired up effort. Move set, you know, nothing special. Some slams, some clubbing blows, stuff like that. But I do enjoy his war cries. So there's there's something there. Pairing up, pairing pairing him up with Eddie Thorpe, I think, would be a good idea. Probably for both of them. I, we'll see. Uh, but King here having a solid performance. Not bad. We got Trick Williams. He meets up with Carmelo Hayes backstage. Melo wants Trick to focus, points out Dragunov coming back from injury and giving Trick his title shot once he entered the tournament. How convenient is that? So, you know, he, he does make a good point, is Melo, that, you know, it's a little convenient that uh, now that Trick has a match already set up for that pay-per-view, potentially. It's, it's not even set in stone, but um, he could be fighting two matches and that would make Dragunov's uh, championship match that night a bit easier against Trick, so we'll see where that goes. But an interesting point set there by Trick, or not Trick, by Mello. Now we have the Super Nova Sessions with Lola Vice. Lola says she doesn't regret backstabbing Lopez in the Battle Royale. Out comes Lopez. She, Lopez, yeah, comes out, lays into Vice with some real talk, and eh, some real-ass talk right there, talking about some of her outside uh, activities, perhaps? Thumbs up for all that. Lopez is gonna burn Vice City down, tackles Vice, the brawl is on. Good Nova Session segment right here, I enjoyed that, uh, thumbs up. Uh, Dar's reaction while Lopez was cutting in the Lola was just fantastic. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. Best thing I have seen from Lopez probably ever in NXT. They haven't really given her much of a chance, but this is the best thing for both of these women uh, fighting with each other so far. So, yeah, pretty good. We got the Chase U classroom is getting repossessed. Oh, no. They even take Duke's trophy, and Duke is sad. Is this the end of Chase U? It really does seem so. This this is rough. We'll have to find out next week if they're still kicking. We got Scripps with ODM versus Dragon Lee. Scripps, lovely springboard flip and a crossbody. The family arrive looking for revenge on ODM for the earlier attack at the family restaurant. Rizzo goes after Jada, taking her out with a dive. Dragon pins Scripps during all the distractions for the W. Scripps' impressive high flying. I mean, that Cirque du Soleil flips and shit. It's, it's impressive, and he's good at it. Dragon also, some cool flips himself. Solid match right here, better than expected. North American champion Oba Femi offers Dragon a shot at the title at Vengeance Day. All right, there you go. There's the rematch. NXT Women's Champion Lyra Valkyria is scared by Tatum Paxley. Lyra politely breaks up her friendship with Paxley so that she can focus on her title matches and stuff. Paxley takes it well. Not really. We got Blair Davenport versus Carmen Petrovic. Nasty top rope stomp to the back by Davenport. That thing was nasty. Awkward slam and a knee to the face. Davenport pins and wins. Carmen, uh, some solid strikes. She could have legitimately gotten injured off of that stomp. I, I'm feeling that's what, what happened here because the match was pretty meh. It was short, so and that doesn't normally happen with Blair Davenport matches, so I, I think she's hurt. Moving on, main event time with Druganov on commentary for this one. It's Josh Briggs versus Trick Williams. 
Briggs accidentally boops Ilya in the face. How you doing? Dragunov tries to run into the ring, but he is cut off by Mello. Trick counters into a roll-up, pins, and grabs the W. Briggs blasts Trick with a clothesline. He is pissed off that he lost. Is Briggs turning into a heel? Well, at least right now he's a heel. An okay match. I mean, it is very nice to see a couple of guys that they are looking to try and make into main eventers actually getting a shot in the main event. So that was refreshing. Trick and Mello have a little argument, but this time, you know, honestly, this week, Mello did a good job. Like, he pointed out uh, a, a pretty big thing about the Dragunov thing, but he he's also in the wrong, too, because he, he didn't force Trick to go into the tag team tournament match, and he helped uh, not have his match disqualified, and he got a victory in the main event. So I, I think Mello was in the right this week. But their drama just continues to evolve and get bigger and bigger as we move on. That was the main event match, but the show is not over. Backstage, Lexus King is hitting on Thea Hale. Oh, oh dear. And now we have the NXT Women's Championship contract signing between the challenger, Roxanne Perez, and the champion, Lyra Valkyria. Some solid trash talking from both women. Roxanne confident she will win. The champion confident she will retain. Both women signed the contract. No shenanigans at all. Until Tatum Paxley appears. Smashes Perez through the table. Tries to hug Lyra, but the champion shoves Tatum off in disgust. And that's the end of the show. Pretty good NXT right here. Uh, the Davenport versus Petrovic was meh, but I'm I'm guessing that someone got hurt. Uh, more likely Petrovic. Most of the wrestling otherwise was pretty solid. That dusty tournament match with fucking Baron and Corbin, or uh, Breaker and Corbin was a banger. That was dope. Couple of good segments thrown in there. The Supernova Sessions and Gacy Dijak Brawl. That shit was good stuff. 7 out of 10. Good, good NXT. Now we swing over to SmackDown in Miami, Florida. We got musical artist Eladio Carrion. Have no idea who that is. But he introduces his homie Randy Orton to the ring. Apparently they're friends now because he has a song called RKO. Whatever. Orton cuts a promo on the bloodline. Guess what Randy's gonna do? He's gonna beat Roman at the Rumble becoming a 15-time champion. AJ Styles interrupts, says, no way, I'm gonna win. And then LA Knight arrives, yeah, he says, nah, nah, he's gonna win. That's all he's got to say, he's out of here. So AJ Styles decides, I'm gonna Pele kick Randy Orton just just because it's a lot of fun. Uh, LA Knight, the only one in a match before the Rumble, could be a disadvantage for Mr. Knight. A fine opener with three of the four members for the Universal title, all claiming they're going to win, no Roman Reigns, but uh, yeah, eh. We got Carlito with the LWO going up against Santos Escobar with Legado. Carlito tripped up by Legado. LWO brawl with Legado. Del Toro big dive wipes out everybody. Selena and Lopez fighting distracts Carlito. Santos rolls up, pins, and wins. Uh, An okay match at best. Pretty disappointing right here. Really nothing uh, special going on with this one at all. I think maybe the brawl on the outside was maybe a little bit more enjoyable than than the match going on in the ring. We move on, AJ Styles being a grumpy goose backstage. The OC check in on him, AJ Styles tells them to beat it. Honestly, I'm still surprised that the OC, the Good Brothers, are still here. 
Maybe they should go back to TNA, go somewhere else, but... I mean, they're just sitting there collecting the WWE money. Uh, good for them, I guess. But yeah, AJ wants nothing to do with these guys. And I, I don't think WWE really wants anything to do with these guys because they just don't use them at all. We got R-Truth. He gets his Rumble number. His reaction is fantastic. It's more than likely not a very good number. Mistakes all this for Adam Pierce. He's like, yo, man, your hair's growing in real nice all of a sudden. Classic R-Truth right here. Funny stuff. We have the Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Katana Chance, Caden Carter defending against the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka, and Kairi Zane. Caden hits a cool hammerlock face buster thing. That was wicked. Nails a keg stand on Asuka, but Kairi Zane with the Alabama Slam. Slamming Chance hard onto the announce table. We got the insane elbow neck breaker combo by the Kabuki Warriors. Pins and... New women's tag team champions, the Kabuke Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Zane. Interesting. Uh, short but sweet reign here for the champions, Chance and or former champions, I should say, Chance and Carter, who had a great performance, hot out of the gate in this match. Kabuki Warriors, a good team of their own. Asuka having fun in the ring, <laughs> very much so. More so than normal, I would say. No shenanigans from Damage Control, shockingly, which which is good, uh, but also I think kind of hurts Chance and Carter. Maybe if they lost this to shenanigans, it would help them in the long run, but they kind of just lost this one clean. It is Asuka, former multiple-time women's champion, one of the most dominating women in this generation. But um, yeah, I really like Chance and Carter. I was really hoping that their title reign would be much longer than that. I thought they were off to a great start, had a couple of good matches. Crowd was starting to get behind them. The offense was starting to flourish. They were having longer matches, and it's already over. I'm still looking for a good, long reign uh, with the Women's Tag Team Championships. Are we going to get it with the Kabuki Warriors? We'll have to wait and see, but a 7.5 out of 10 for this match. Really good stuff. We have Paul Heyman telling Jimmy, Jimmy Uso backstage, basically, shit is going to go down at the Rumble, and Jimmy Uso is surprised Pikachu about it. Interesting. We have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They are face-to-face with Scarlet and Carrion, Elric and the AOP, all them. They're talking from a safe distance with each other, telling Lashley they ain't gonna fight. Profits charge the stage, Scarlet jumps onto Lashley's back, and they have themselves a little brawl. Overall, meh. I wasn't feeling the energy out of Bobby Lashley's promo. Carrion is Carrion, he just doesn't do a fucking thing for me. And yeah, this rivalry so far, it's not it's really in the beginning stages, but uh yeah, not doing a lot for me right here. Meh. We move on to Austin Theory with Grayson Waller versus Carmelo Hayes. Theory using, I think he's calling it this Hystaxia or whatever. Fucking awesome move. It's like this rotating face buster slam. Now, that's got to be a finisher. Change that into his finisher and should be good. Now, it's a move that he can't really do onto everybody, but should be good uh, for most people anyway. Really cool move. Like I said, should be his finisher. Hayes kicks out of it, though, and then gets rolled up by Theory, who grabs the tights to steal the victory. Waller, in theory, beat down Carmelo. Here comes Trick Williams. He runs down to save his friend. Now we move to the main event. LA Knight, yeah, versus Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman. 
Standard match going on, and here comes AJ Styles. Hits LA Knight with a phenomenal forearm, and the match is over. It's disqualified. Bloodline encouraging Styles to attack Knight with a chair. Instead, Styles attacks Solo with the chair. Randy Orton runs down for some action, pulling out all the classics, slamming people on the tables and the and the fucking DDTs. LA Knight, yeah. Last man standing, hitting Orton with a blunt force trauma. So there you go. Got LA Knight with all the momentum going into the Rumble. That's the end of SmackDown. I will admit this was a weak, boring, go-home SmackDown. Women's tag team match was really the only thing worth checking out if you're going to check out this SmackDown. Rest was predictable, rehashed rehashed fluff heading into the Rumble. Just, yeah, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. We've been doing that for like a month now. And yeah, it's, it's very tired at this point. Four out of ten for SmackDown. Skip it, but check out that women's Uh, Tag Team Championship match. That was good. Now we go to AEW. We got Dynamite in Atlanta. AEW World Champion Samoa Joe cutting a promo. He gets interrupted by Hook, who he just defeated for for retaining his championship against Hook. Says that, yes, he lost last week. Shakes Joe's hand. Says that he will see him again soon, but doesn't know when. Joe says, get this trash out of my ring. Security arrives, Hook fights with them, but then leaves. Not the best opener here. Joe not saying anything new. Like, yeah, we're going to have a new way of finding challengers for the championship. Same thing we've heard two weeks in a row now or whatever. And Hook, he gets a little spotlight here, I guess, but it doesn't really do anything. It Like, yeah, it shows that he has some respect and some class, but Joe just belittling him. I don't know. I don't know what it does. An okay spot. Uh, opening I guess now we got hangman Adam Page going up against Penta hangman nails a dead eye on the apron how you doing moonsault to the outside buckshot lariat puts Penta away big W for hangman really solid match loved all the chops in this one of course Penta some really nasty chops nice and loud Felt a bit slow and a little bit too long was this match you know seeing these two wrestle before I know their styles it was very much a hangman penta match but uh still really good just a little bit too long which is not a complaint i really ever make on this podcast but there we go trent beretta with the best friends versus wardlow with the undisputed kingdom trent able to hit wardlow with some chair shots while the referee is occupied nails a pile driver to boot wardlow kicks out of that Battles back, destroys Trent with a massive powerbomb for the W, and just one powerbomb, not doing the symphonies anymore. Best friends guard Trent from further damage, but Trent frustrated from the loss, shoving off the help of his friends. Ooh, fine match. Trent getting the near fall was a lot of fun. The crowd was fired up. Trent being uh, has kind of been acting like a heel, honestly, for a very long time. Like, since he got his hair cut, he's kind of been acting like a dick, but... Um, will the best friends ever implode? Um, I mean, yeah, he pushed him off, but it kind of, you know, shortly after that, it was kind of like, oh, he's just frustrated. It's okay. My bad. My bad. So I don't think they're in any, any danger of imploding, but maybe at some point they're kind of been teasing this for a little bit. Now we have Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm. They are getting interviewed with Renee. Tony's side is black and white and Deanna's side is normal color. Don't know how they do how they did that, but it was fucking awesome. Looks so cool. Thumbs up for that. 
Deanna calling Tony a sham, would like to fight the real Tony Storm. Deanna reveals Tony and her were close friends and even having uh, matching tattoos on their ankle, I think it was. Very interesting. Storm flips out, throws her shoe, and Peraza throws her shoe back at Tony. Tony flees, and Deanna kicks Luther in the face and holds the championship up high. Really enjoyed this segment. Good stuff. Thumbs up. And I had no idea that Tony and Deanna were tight. They lived together. <clears throat> so that's interesting. That's going to add in a really interesting element to this uh, storyline. And Tony being fully engrossed in her gimmick right now, pretending like she doesn't remember any of that stuff. So I, I'm interested. I, li I like where this is going. Thumbs up. We got Sir Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana versus Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy. We got Jeff hits the poetry in motion off the steps and just slams into Swerve on the barricade and Swerve's back like snaps back awkwardly. Looks painful. Hardy hits a twist of fate onto the steel steps. Also rather painful looking. Thumbs up for that. Well done. Swanton Bomb misses though. Swerve stomps from the top rope pins and defeats Jeff Hardy. Swerve taking a few big bumps in this match. Another great performance from him. And Jeff Hardy looking really good as well. Starting to put together uh, some good matches consistently in AEW. 7 at 10. We got Swerve bragging to Hangman backstage. Renee tells them they will be choosing each other's opponents for next week. So that could be interesting. We move on. It is Thunder Rosa going up against Red Velvet. Rose nails the Tijuana Bomb pins and wins. A decent match. Some nice strikes here from Rosa. Nothing too crazy. You know, Red Velvet got in a little bit of offense. But yeah, we're still trying to ease Thunder Rosa back into the waters of AEW. Now we have Darby and it is Sting. It is Sting. Sting is hugging a fan that is dressed just like him in the crowd. That was a very well done Sting outfit. For a little bit there, I was like, is that the actual sting in the crowd? But no, just a fan, very good. Darby wants a shot at the Tag Team Championships. He and Sting are 27-0 and 0 together as a tag team. So yeah, I think they are in line for a shot. Sting agrees. Heck yeah. So it looks like they are um, going to maybe have a Tag Team Championship shot before their final match against the Bucks. Are they going to win the titles, go in with the titles against the Bucks? Could add a little bit more drama to that match. I can see that going down. Now we have a trios championship match. The acclaimed with the Bullet Club Gold defends against the Gates of Agony, Khan, Leona, and Brian Cage. Cage hits a F5 on Bowens, and then Caster hitting Cage with an FU right after that. I just, I had to write that down because Brian Cage is kind of like the Brock Lesnar of AEW, and Bowens is kind of the John Cena of AEW, so I enjoyed them hitting FUs and F5s. That's fun. Referee distracted, Khan about to hit Daddy with a chair, but Jay White arrives for the save, stops that shit. Nana gently powerbomb through a table. How you throwing? Famouser, the arrival, a mic drop, and the acclaimed retain. Trios, retain the trios titles. Fun, chaotic trios match right here. Brian Cage, my boy, I fucking love this guy. 7 at then. Main event time, now this is fun. We got Edge going up against Minoru Suzuki. Oh my goodness, when I saw this one announced, I was like... This is a dream match, man. Like, this is a match we I never thought would happen, but here we are, 2024, Edge versus Minoru Suzuki. Let's get into it. 
Oh, <coughs> oh my god, I almost died. Both men crashing through the barricade. Uh, spear countered into the Fujiwara arm bar. Edge gets out of that, nails another spear. Suzuki kicks out, pops up, locks Edge in a sleeper hold. Edge's face legitimately turning purple, but he gets out, hits an unprettier pins, and grabs a W over Minoru Suzuki, the legend. That was a real treat for me to see Edge fighting Suzuki. I mean, yeah, I wish it went down 10 years earlier when they're a little bit more in their primes. Uh, you know, it's still cool to see to see this match. Classic Suzuki strikes. Uh, you know, he can't really take a good face bump anymore, but, you know, it's whatever. He's he's old. He's a legend. And Edge throwing heat back, you know, taking a whooping from Suzuki. Great selling. 7.5 out of 10. Real treat to watch. And Edge showing Suzuki respect, offers his hand, but Suzuki just screams at Edge and leaves in frustration. Classic Suzuki. That's the end of the show. A bit of a slow start. Uh, Would have preferred Hook not interrupting Samoa Joe's promo at the beginning. I feel like that handshake spot could have happened at their match last week, but it is what it is. The show did ramp up pretty well. Uh, Really enjoyed Perrazzo and Tony Storm's segment. Really looking forward to their match and rivalry going forward. Quality wrestling, you know, Swerve and Jeff Hardy. I would like uh, a little bit more of that. Maybe throw in a little Darby Allin and you just have a just destruction derby. It'd be a lot of fun. And the main event was a match I thought I would never see. Suzuki and Edge. I mean, wow. Really good. Uh, 7 out of 10 for Dynamite this week. We will now go to Rampage. They are in the same location as I struggle to find the Rampage notes. I found them. So, before we get into their um, Rampage and Dynamite, they are coming to Toronto, and my wife and I got tickets. So we're it's uh, March 20th, I do believe, AEW returns to Toronto. It's not going to be in the Scotiabank Arena this time. They struggled to sell it out last time. So they're going to have it in the Coca-Cola Coliseum, down to about, I think, 5,500 people in there. So I'm excited to go. I can't wait. It's going to be a double a double header with Dynamite and Rampage can't wait to go it's gonna be a ton of fun so let's get into it rampage they're in georgia atlanta john moxley versus lee moriarty kicks off the show you got shane taylor out there with lee moriarty moriarty has moxley in a cross face hits the fang i think that's what he's calling his move we got a near fall there moxley a silly amount of elbows pile driver and a running kick to the face but moriarty kicks out of all that Moxley locks in the choke, and Moriarty passes out. Moxley grabs another W. Good opening match. Back to that uh, John Moxley opening up Rampage. I love it. Moriarty, really nice, resilient performance here. Using more submissions than I remember him using. And Moxley, just being Moxley. Hard hitting, just intense. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Good shit. Moriarty and Taylor attack Moxley after the match, and nobody comes out to save him. We got Angelo Parker. He is asking Anna Jay if she had anything to do with Harley Quinn kissing him last week. Anna, offense taken, slaps Angelo and leaves. Way to go, Parker. You fuck up. Takeshka with the Don Callis family going up against Christopher Daniels next. We got a neat swinging face buster from Daniels. Takeshka, driver, into a German suplex. Finishes off the fallen angel with a running knee to the face. How you doing? Takeshka wins. Fine match. You know, veteran Daniel still looking really good. He's got to be pushing his 50s now. Sheeta looking dominant. 
and Don Callis coming in. He hypes up the family, and Kyle Fletcher stepping up says he deserves a shot at Chris Jericho. Don Callis agrees and sets the matchup for next week. That should be pretty good. Now we got Anna Jay going up against Ruby Soho with the Outcasts. Really enjoyed during uh, Ruby's entrance. Uh, Harley is behind her, and, and she's trying to sell or like hype up Ruby, and Ruby just like shoves her hand into her face and just pushes her away, just ignoring her. That was great. To the match, referee catching the outcast, interfering. What else is new? With Anna, they eject them all from the match. Thank God. Ruby hits Des- Destination Soho. We got a near fall there. Anna catches Ruby in the Queen Slayer. We got a tap out immediately, and Anna J with the victory. All right, match. Outcast shenanigans. Annoying, but eventually got taken out. Anna J, solid performance. Triple Crown Champion Eddie Kingston is interviewed, and he offers Willie Mack a shot at the championship for Collision. And we move now to the main event, Fatal 4-Way Match at a sh- for a shot at Orange Cassidy's International Championship. We got Vikingo, we got The Butcher, we got Kip Sabian, and we got Commander. Butcher and Kip working together, beating up Commander. Their alliance is very short-lived, they betray each other. Big Tower of Doom spot with Kip Park benching Booker. Doesn't go great, you know, it's kind of a big old mess of a tumble, but I really like the idea there, just did not go as planned. Commander Destroyer to Kip on the outside. Vikingo misses a moonsault. Commander rolls up Sabian and grabs the W and gets a title shot versus Orange Cassidy. Pretty fucking key. Solid main event. Nice teamwork there from Butcher and Kip before they betrayed each other. Some nice high flying from the Luchadors and some clunky spots thrown in there. That Tower of Doom spot just just didn't work, but solid match. And that's the end of the show. I, I love Takeshka, but... Man, you could have taken that match out to add in a little bit more to the Parker Soho storyline. Like, they didn't even interact with each other. Uh, could have added more to that. Even to the match, could have put some more into that. More time into the main event could have done some some good there. Let that cook up a little bit. I felt it was a little bit short. And still feeling uh, AEW's goal is to have as many matches as possible in whatever amount of time. If you give us three hours, we're going to have 97 matches. You give us an hour, we're going to try our best to shove four to five matches. And I think Rampage will thrive at a three-match pace. Get a good opener, a segment, a nice match in the middle, another little segment, and then a great main event match. I mean, that's the formula. I don't like when they shove in an extra squash match sometimes two stick with a good three match formula a segment or two and i think you got a winning winning formula here five and a half out of ten for rampage and now we finish it off with collision i have no idea where they are this week my apologies but we're kicking off this show with claudio and john moxley versus moriarty and shane taylor BCC pulling out a heart attack on Taylor. Moxley stomping the bejesus out of Shane Taylor. Locks in a choke. Shane manages to stand but and falls back, crushing Moxley, but Moxley won't let go of the hold. Taylor passes out, and the BCC win. Quality brawl from start to finish to kick off collision. Solid match. We move on to the international championship match. Orange Cassie defending against Commander. Roderick Strong offering Commander help prior to the match. Don't think he's taking it. Orange gets out of the gory special using the pocket power. That was freaking excellent. Undisputed Kingdom show up with chairs. 
so they can have a nice seat to watch the match. Commander plucks Orange off of the ropes with a Frankensteiner, and then Commander runs the ropes, gets huge-ass air, but misses Orange, but he is able to nail Taven and Bennett. That, That was some good shit right there. Thumbs up. Commander gets back into the ring, but runs right into an Orange Punch. Cassidy pins and retains. Really good back and forth contest with that Orange Cassidy flavor, you know what I'm saying? And Commander Awesome High Flying. That running of the ropes is one of the one of my favorite moves to witness in wrestling right now. Seven and a half at then. We have Mariah May going up against Lady Frost. May hard hitting or hard landing off of a German suplex lands high on the back of her head. She seems mostly okay. Mariah battles back, hits her finisher, May Day, and picks up her first W on Collision. Possibly an AEW? Anyway, solid quick match right here. Nice selling from May. Really like that finisher, uh, May Day. And I like Frost. Uh, just in general, I like, I, I'm a fan of Lady Frost. She's pretty, and uh, yeah, I like her. And she was getting some chance from the crowd too, which makes me happy. We go on now to the Triple Crown Championship match. Eddie Kingston defending against Willie Mack. Willie standing moonsault just out of control. And then he tries a standing shooting star press and damn near breaks his freaking neck. I need to throw in that Willie Mack is a big boy. He's probably 270 plus pounds. He's a big boy. Willie hits a stunner. Goes for a six star frog splash. Kingston has the knees up. Nails a back fist, pins, and retains the Triple Crown Championship. And titles, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully, Willie is okay. That was a scary-looking bump there. Strong performance from Willie. Maybe one too many flips from the big guy, but still appreciated. Eddie, vintage, strong style, suplexes, good shit. 7 out of 10. Brian Danielson interrupts Eddie Kingston's celebration, making his entrance. Danielson will not make eye contact with Eddie, trying to send the champion into a fury, but Eddie stays mostly composed and he joins commentary to watch Brian Danielson versus Yuji Nagata, the legendary Nagata. I mean, I can't say that I know a whole lot about him, but I am aware of the name. Nagata eating headbutts from Brian for breakfast, nails an avalanche exploder, goes to the dark place, locks in the armbar, Daniels... Danielson lays in numerous strikes, nails the running knee, pins defeating the legendary Nagata. I mean, really cool match to see Nagata, 55 years old, still doing his thing, looking tough. I mean, he doesn't move like like a young spry wrestler anymore, but regardless, it's just so cool to see. Danielson doing his best not to fanboy in the ring, entertaining old school match right here. We got Brian Cage is interviewed. He is pissed off about Hook getting all the praise. Hook arrives, says whenever, however, whoever, whatever, all that stuff. Cage is like, are you freaking kidding me with this guy? And man, you know what? That was a good little segment here with Brian Cage. I I think people are ragging on this guy. Oh, he's got no mic skills. I liked what I saw right there. A little bit of funny and yeah, pretty good stuff right here from Brian Cage. We have the returning Serena Deeb going up against Robin Renegade. Deeb nails the detox, smashes up Robin's knee, locks in the single leg of Boston Crab. Renegade taps and a nice return victory for Serena Deeb after 15 months away with injury. Deeb asking the crowd if they missed her. Crowd gives her a nice cheer. Deeb, glad to be back, puts the women's division on notice. And yeah, again, just another 
what do you call it, depth addition for the women's division, and it continues to build up. They're, get, they're building themselves up a nice division right now. We got Danny Garcia. He was attacked earlier by somebody. We don't know who. And he won't be able to compete in the main event match, which is the Trios Escape the Steel Cage match. FTR, and they have Mark Briscoe, who is going to replace Danny Garcia, going up against the House of Black. So we got Briscoe before the match is even beginning. Briscoe tossed off of the stage through a table by the House of Black before the match even begins. Garcia returns. He is all bandaged up. He gets into the match to save FTR. Everyone enters the cage normally except for Cash Wheeler, who dives from the top of the cage onto everybody to enter like an absolute badass. Thumbs up for that. FTR and Garcia have the chance to get out of the cage, but they decide to stay to inflict more revenge damage on House of Black. Dax and Brody fall off of the cage back into the ring. Youch. Dax leaving through the door, and Brody just torpedoes himself at Dax, launching, launching himself and Dax out of the cage door. They're both out. Thumbs up for that. That was dope. Catch. Sorry, Cash fighting with Buddy on the cage. Cash falls, crashes through a table. He's escaped the cage now. Buddy tries to go back into the cage. He gets knocked off, falls into a table, escaping the cage as well. Garcia and Malachi are the last two guys in the cage. Julia Hart spits the mist in Garcia's eyes. He is blinded. Danny avoids the head kick, hits Malachi with a pile driver onto a chair, still blinded. Garcia, like I said, he can't find the door. He can't see, so he has to climb out. Malachi goes for the door. He is stopped by Briscoe, smashing the door in his head. Garcia escapes FTR, and Danny Garcia win the cage match. Absolutely chaotic main event right here, beginning to end. I I loved uh, Briscoe coming out of nowhere at the end to save the day. Felt like a movie almost, like they plant that seed at the beginning, and he doesn't come back until the exact right time at the end of the match. That was lovely. Nice spots. You got the jumping off the cage, jumping off the cage through tables. And at times, I will admit the ring felt a little bit crowded and had some guys just kind of standing there, but wasn't really that bad. Uh, I liked that getting out of the cage was the fucking goal of this match. I don't like WWE cage matches where they still use pinfall and submission. I like this one. You have to get out. And that's what they did. Great match. Great main event. Eight out then. And that's the end of the show. Good collision this week. Quality wrestling. Topped with that great main event steel cage match. Serena Deeb is back strengthening the depth of the women's division. Yeah, 7 out 10. Good collision. And we'll finish it now with the three stars of the week. I will, um, the, the Royal Rumble is in contention for this week's three stars, so if you don't want to hear me talking about the Royal Rumble, uh, I won't spoil anything, but I will be talking about it in the three stars slightly. So here we go, a couple of shout-outs here before we get into the three stars. Gotta shout-out Edge versus Suzuki. The match wasn't, like, incredible or anything, but it is just something that a wrestling fan such as me never thought I would see, and to see it was a serious treat to witness, and yeah, I had to shout that one out. Chance and Carter versus Asuka and Kyrie Zane on SmackDown for the Tag Team Championships 
really good match right there between a couple of really good teams. And I was hoping for more at a chance in Carter with their reign, but um, hopefully they bounce back. It's it's uh, it's going to be tough for them, you know, without the tag team championships to really have a lot to do. We'll see what they are able to do with Carter and Chance going forward, but it was a really good match. And now for the official three stars of the week, we have the third star going to the Trios Elimination Tag Team Steel Cage Match on Collision. Chaotic, crazy steel cage matches. Now, most steel cages uh, generally let me down, but this one, I think, actually lived up to the hype. Um, uh, big spots. You got good use of the cage. Uh, nice finale. Yeah, I thought it was a really well done cage match. Enjoyable. Good enough for the third star. Second star goes to... Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Frazier and Axiom, a part of the Dusty Tournament tag team thing. That was unbelievable. Now, I, I felt there was some really good potential between Breaker and Corbin being a team, but I think they've even exceeded what I was expecting. That match was out-of-control fun. Braun Breaker just going insane. You got the crazy high-flying of Frazier and Axiom. Just that blend, that mixture of big and strong and fast and agile was just brilliant. Love this match right there. Good enough for the second star, but the first star goes to... It's going to the Women's Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble. Definitely was the, the better Rumble match, in my opinion, of that show. If you want the full review, I will have that out later on today. We'll go into more discussions of why I thought the women's was better. But um, it also helps when, like, the person you're cheering for wins the Rumble. That that definitely helps in my enjoyment of the Rumble. But the women's Rumble had the excitement. It had the spots. It had returns. It had better moments and it is my first star of the week and there you go everybody i apologize that it's a little bit later than i was hoping for you know it's just one of those fucking weeks where it just shit keeps happening but here we go i will have the royal rumble review out uh, later on today so you can uh, be looking forward to that as well and everything else should be back to a regular schedule I am planning on doing a Dave the Diver review for the GamerCast this week. Just finished that one off today. But I, I could be convinced to, you know, mix it up because I had a review last week. Maybe not wanting to do reviews back-to-back -back weeks. I, I could be tempted to do a list video or a list podcast for this week. If, if anyone wants that, just send a message. Uh, I can make that happen for sure. But uh, for now, I think I'm just going to go with Dave the Diver. It's fresh in my mind right now, so I can talk about that. And HockeyCast, I'm hoping to do since this week is the All-Star break. Not going to be a lot of hockey action and stuff to talk about. I would hope to uh, do my mid-season awards, and we'll kind of go through all the teams, see how they've done at this half-point mark of the NHL season. So that should be out. Probably going to do that for Thursday since... You know, I'm going to have all this stuff going up Tuesday, so look out for it uh, Thursday. It could be out there tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, with the GamerCast, probably Saturday, but it could be Friday. So, again, just keep your eyes out with Twitter. All that linkage is in the description. All these episodes get uploaded to the uh, the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. You can go over there and watch them. Great place to drop a comment. You have any comments, concerns, questions for the podcast, anything related to hockey, wrestling, video games, send in your questions. Love to carve out some time for you guys, the listener, the viewer, and answer your questions live on the podcast. That'd be a ton of fun. So send in your questions. Don't be shy. There's Twitter. There's an email address. There's YouTube. So send them on in. And 
while you wherever you're listening, watching, streaming, whatever you're doing, just make sure you hit that like button, review, whatever. Only takes a moment of your time and it really helps me out. So that would be much appreciated. So thank you everybody so much for listening. Be on the lookout for that Royal Rumble re- review. It will be out very soon. And again, thank you so much for listening. We will be back again with some more GX Plus Cast.